Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I've recently been given the opportunity to volunteer uh, with the Utah Division of Wildlife, helping them out. And one of the things that I've gotten to do lately is to help feed elk on one of the wintering feed grounds. Now, Utah has been doing this since the 1930s in this current location that I'm going to. And one of the reasons that was started is the amount of depredation that the elk were causing. One of the ways that they found that they could draw elk away from the landowners and the haystacks was to start feeding them. Another was because of the harsh effects of winter. They were having larger die-offs than what they found to be acceptable. And so by providing supplemental feed, it reduced the effects of that harsh weather. Now, Utah is not the only state to do it. Multiple states, a lot of the western states, are providing these feed grounds. Uh, some states are have a lot more than others. And it's recently become a little bit controversial. The research has, research has started coming out showing that when you put large groups of animals together, elk, uh, they tend to spread disease a little quicker. This is one of the reasons that states often argue against uh, supplemental feeding programs for deer is because when they bring deer together, oftentimes they can spread disease and bacteria and make things and the situations worse. Well, they're finding this is the same with elk. The spread of brucellosis is higher at these wintering feed grounds as well as CWD and all the other parasites and viruses that these animals carry. They tend to get spread more. So the question is, do they keep doing it or not? There are both sides, controversies on both sides. Some of the main issues that people have concerns about are obviously disease. Uh, if you are a brucellosis-free state and you have a brucellosis-free herd and your cows come in contact with elk that have brucellosis, then all of a sudden it creates a real challenge for the state as well as agricultural growers. And so there's a real impact there. The other challenge that these guys are facing is if they don't have the feed grounds, where are the elk going to go? Oftentimes they're going to go into the feed lots or the cattle ranches or the dairies that have that feed and they're going to start eating all that hay and they're coming onto that ground and those individuals again could have CWD, brucellosis. So not only are they experiencing well, damage from wildlife, depredation in their haystacks, but now on their actual facility, they've got brucellosis being brought in. And then another issue is economic impacts. So what are the effects of the elk being brought together? If you stop feeding them and there is an industry that makes money because the states are feeding them, like here where I'm living, uh, people travel from all around to come and do sleigh rides with these elk. So you have all the economic impacts of these small communities being lost in the wintertime when they expect they would get a little bit of money or a bump from the feeding. And then there's going to be an economic impact from the amount of damage that the elk are going to cause when they come into these private landowners. 
And so these are all challenging things. Wyoming has gotten to the point where they have so many feed grounds and it's become such a large problem with them that they have now decided that it's time to talk to the public and decide are there benefits, are there challenges, and to come up with a 10-year plan. So this started in January of 2020 there in phase one through 21 and now from July of 21 to 23 they're going into phase two. So phase one was uh, telling the public basically we've got this problem going on and then phase two they're meeting with the stakeholders all the different people that are involved they're identifying all the feed grounds um, and they're talking about elk numbers as well as population objectives. One of the interesting things I noticed in their minutes uh, that isn't often talked about is there are many hard truths to confront, including that the public is addicted to high elk numbers. And that is very true in a lot of the cases. Uh, every time I've gone to a meeting and the biologist says they are at objective or over objective, people start to argue and fight and be upset saying, we don't have enough elk, we don't have enough opportunity. And so this is a challenge that these officials are working with. I just thought it was interesting that they would come out and talk about it. Also, change is not very popular. Um, in the area that I'm familiar with, the biologists tried to introduce the idea of harvesting does. They think the population was close to being at carrying capacity, if not over, because they were experiencing large die-offs when the population would drop by a couple of thousand. The next year, the animals were in better shape. So one way one one of the ways that biologists came up with to help control that population instead of having large winter die-off was to start a doe harvest and people just became very upset and oftentimes when new biologists comes into the area they are not well liked because they take the ideas of the previous biologist look at all the factors that are going into play and generally agree that we're probably pretty close to carrying capacity I'm really interested in how this is going to play out. Are they going to continue those feed grounds, those feeding stations? They seem really popular in certain instances, and then there are other groups that just absolutely hate them. It'll be interesting to see who uh, wins out on this and the direction they go. It'll also be interesting to see the different topics that they've got to cover and talk about. And uh, generally, these meetings can spill out and become a little bit volatile. People become very upset. And oftentimes the biologists are thrown under the bus. In the state of Utah, biologists can make recommendations, but they don't set the numbers. They can make the recommendations, but it's left up to the RAC committees as well as the Wildlife Board. So oftentimes biologists get yelled at even though they may agree or disagree. It's just the way. It's part of the job. So I, I enjoy the opportunity to go out and to work with the elk, and I, I, I like that, but I also understand that uh, the amount of disease that can be spread and the detrimental effects of that. So it's just another one of those things. All right, guys, go out, volunteer, get involved, understand wildlife management a little better. Stay wild.